Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and this college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Monday, December 12th, 2022. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer, what we're about here, show goals and community rules. As always, remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We're only covering a subset of today's games in this episode. So for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet linked in the show description or on the website homepage. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answers in our Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. Link in the show and the ticker below. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, uh, Jared, uh, two of the last three weeks we've been profitable on show. The other week did not go well. I think just Saturday just killed us. Um, yeah. The two other weeks, you know, slight profits. I think you've been doing your part, you know, so – yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, we've changed up the format and there is no more getting high with the cousin and how low can you go? And I feel like that is a personal attack on me as I'm the only person that like to play totals. And so uh, I will still find a way, no matter what format we may have on this show to get totals into this thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a testament to uh, I, I tinker with things and want to change them all the time. So uh, rest assured, viewer, things will always be changing, but partially because I, I, I want things to get better. I always want to make things yeah, better. I always yeah. want to find what's working. I always, you know, always want to improve, I, you know, especially in gambling, right? If you rest on your laurels, you're going to get caught, right? So you can't, you always got to innovate. You always got to improve. Yeah. Um, we still have a total of the day segment. So we're still, we're still kind of bringing totals back a little bit, you know? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of flirt with them. We got, 14 13 games on this monday so uh we were we had a hard time uh talking before show trying to figure out what the heck we were going to do with the the set of games it's um i i gave out a bunch of totals on discord on sunday give out 10 totals they went nine and one yeah i mean nothing else to say to that it was very impressive and here's the thing, though, of the 13 games, there's one total that I like at this point. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it here on the show. But I mean, it, some days are like that. Some days are like where the, you just you look at the totals and you're just like, you got, here's what it is. It's, you know, good edges. And then some days you look at it and you just go, these are priced pretty well. We'll see what kind of movement happens, you know, with the totals. Maybe there's some value to be had later on. But right now it's just an interesting slate uh, of games today with these 13. Uh, but before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you are on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any college basketball and or college football content that this channel provides. And again, I've already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there. Above and beyond what we do here, membership starts at just three bucks per month, gets you all of the plays of the day. Five bucks a month because you access that Discord, giving out some extra picks over there. Ten bucks a month gets your picks right when I lock them, so you can get them before the number moves. You can get that access uh, earlier on. Fifteen bucks a month gets you the early projections, so you can get them right off of opening. And 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 cousin Jared, I know that I know that's what you love to do. I feel like you know, yeah, you're just waiting for those lines to come out. <laughs> we used to yeah. check up those early projections, you know? Yeah, and actually got a, got a win today. We're recording this on Sunday night. Got a win today. I got Coppin State at plus nine and a half right when it opened. Uh, you know, you grabbed it at eight and a half, eventually went down to seven, and they, they lost by nine. And, and so I, I won and you lost, unfortunately. So, yeah, getting those lines right, <laughs> right at open are, are, are always valuable. 
I, you know, and I, that's the best testament I can give to that, right? Is just the, yeah. the constant, no, I, the number doesn't move towards the model all the time, but it does more times than not. So there's lots of good value to get there. So again, the, the, the best, the best testimony to it is just the, the fact that you, you see the numbers moving the way the, the model's going and, and, and yep. the early access that's valuable. So check that out on Patreon. Uh, even if you're not over there, though, we're thrilled to have you here. Uh, let's get to this show. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. Current has the time of this recording on Sunday night. The A plus play of the day, because Jared, there are uh, eight of the 13 games are A grades, according to the model. Uh, that's quite a ratio, quite a percentage. Yep. Uh, you and I have one that we both just love though we're going to count this on both of our records we're each going to go in on this one 6 p.m central yale is laying five and a half points at fairfield total of 125 and a half sideline says this should be 8.7 the model has underestimated yale this year they've really overperformed even what the model has said the model has backed yale eight times this year has gone six and two in backing them has won the one game it faded them they won for it as an a grade play against kentucky over the weekend obviously fairfield's a little bit easier competition than kentucky but again the model being seven and two in games involving uh yale has hit fairfield pretty much dead on with regards to its projections uh this feels like a 10 point win for yale what do you think yeah, I completely agree with you. Yale has uh, two losses this season by 10 points, one to Kentucky, one to Butler, and they have a short three-point loss to Colorado. Other than that, they have handled business and have more than a few double-digit wins uh, on their resume when they play uh, substandard competition, which is, I, I think, kind of what Fairfield is. When you go look at who Fairfield has played this season, I mean, they've, they've beaten the husk of St. Peter's. Uh, they've you know, they, they beat Towson, which is a decent win, but they got throttled by Xavier. They lost New Hampshire by a lot. They lost by double digits to Wake Forest. Uh, Fairfield just hasn't played many teams of the caliber that Yale is. And in the games that they, they have played good teams, they have had double digit losses. So to me, this is just one of those things that Yale is just in a slightly different class than what Fairfield is right now. And only having to lay five and a half points seems like a bargain. Yeah, it's going to be a really fascinating race in the Ivy between Yale and Princeton. You know, obviously, you know, Penn and Cornell, Harvard, you know, not bad either. But the top two teams there, if if this plays out like we think it will with Yale and Princeton, uh, whoever hopefully one of those teams makes it into the tournament will be a very dangerous 14 seed. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, as you saw against Kentucky, can hang in there. Um, yeah. You know, which is always what you're looking for, right? We love getting those 14 seeds, 15 seeds, 13 seeds that can can hang in those games and make them exciting. And Yale's one of those teams. I think they're they're pretty good. It's it's funny what we what we learn, you know, watching and kind of absorbing college basketball because you just listed all the good teams in the Ivy League, and I can just tell you that Columbia won't be on that list. That's what I know about the Ivy League. hundred <laughs> percent Columbia, not on that list. Well, that'll take us to the best B side. I'm going to give you this one here. There's a couple of B grade plays. Uh, I, I rewrote up on the website. So if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure to do that. The, the picture the professor.com slash new kind of a, a, a better worded way of what I recommend. You know, the A plays are just great. I just recommend them unless you just really don't like them. The B plays are more just a little bit of a nudge. Hey, if you like it, I, I'm with you there, but it's not a play. The, the B grades on their entirety aren't plays that I just recommend all of them. It's just one of those, hey, if you like it, go for it. If not, don't, right? Um, 
of all the B plays today, there's not very many of them, but uh, one that caught my eye almost got to an A grade is Stony Brook. I'm going to play him on the money line at plus 114 here. Uh, Sideline says this is basically a pick em type game. Um, Secret Heart's the better team but they're on the road. It's not like it's the longest, craziest travel home quarter or anything like that. I'm not giving them, I'm not giving Stony Brook very much, uh, but this is just one of those, the road team's slightly better. I mean, anything can happen in this game. Plus odds makes a lot of sense. If you've been with us on the plays of the day, the plus odds plays of the day have been just kicking tail and taking names. Yeah. And one of the main strategies you've been using on that is this right here is give me plus odds in a game where the home team is not that much worse than the road team. And who the heck knows what's going to happen. We're going to go 500 or so on them. And at these plus odds, it's going to be profitable. So that's kind of the strategy I'm using here. So it's only a B grade in the model, but it's one thing you should have your eye on with Stony Brook. If you get decent plus odds, or if that number leaks out to the two and a half or three, that's where I would really um, get behind it more so at plus two it's only a big grade according to the model but again I like Sony Brook plus 114 so I'm going to put that one on my slate for today I feel like this is where you talk about Sony Brook cousin Jared sure they are a team that plays basketball and they got a B grade <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 we always like to talk about the small schools because there's, that's where there's sometimes value to be had. But yeah. sometimes you don't see a lot of them. It's hard to really talk yeah. about some of those, right? So we're going to talk yeah. about um, some other ones later on the show where it's like, hey, we've seen these teams. We can talk about them. We know a little about them. We we, we know what conference they're in. We know what state they're located in, right? Yeah. Some of these smaller yeah. schools, it's like, I don't really know much about these teams. Yeah. Literally, like your brain can only process so much with, with college basketball teams, with, with all the teams. Like college football, you can stretch yourself and you can know most yeah. of the team pretty well. College basketball, you can stretch yourself all you want. You're, you're not going to know all of them. Three, three times as many teams. Yeah. Uh, at least I think we do a pretty good job with college football. Like, there's a few that kind of we miss a few things, but I feel like we know most of college football pretty well, especially by the middle middle end of the season. But college basketball, it's like you said, it's just impossible. Uh, that'll take us to the professor on a limb here. A C-grade play that I think is worth a look. The model doesn't see an edge here, but I've seen enough of this Texas team to know – that the model's going to have a really hard time with them in the same regard that the college football model sometimes has a hard time when the teams at the top are just way better than everybody else. We didn't see it as much this year. Um, you know, Ohio State, Georgia, you know, Michigan, some of those teams, are, they weren't quite as dominant as teams in years past. But in years past, last year's Georgia team, several many Alabama teams – um, we've seen in the college football model, it's just, it's struggle with the, how to handle them because it can't rate them too high because they're not that much better than the teams around them. But when they play weaker competition, they could just blow the doors off them. So it creates a tougher mm -hmm. modeling situation. And that's what I think about this Texas team. We had an A grade play against them on Saturday, grabbing points. And that looked like an easy winner for most of the game. And then all of a sudden Texas just turned it on and won that game by 40. And I think that's the type of thing that we're going to see more times than not, not always from Texas, but more times than not in that the model's not going to back them a lot. It's going to say it's too many points, but when they run away from teams, they can just absolutely run away. So I think looking at Texas and laying the points there, as long as it doesn't get too far out of hand, sideline says it should be 26.5. I'm laying 28. I don't really want to lay more than 30, but at 28, 
I just think there's a decent chance Rice hangs around in this game, just like a lot of teams do against Texas. And then all of a sudden there's this massive run. Texas has so much depth. The B string on Texas is better than the A string on Rice. And they can just come at them for 40 full minutes. There's going to be some stretch that Texas goes on a 20 to four run. And all of a sudden it takes it from a 15 point game to a 32 point game. And I think they can get outside this number of 28. But is that exactly what happened against like Arkansas Pine Bluff this past weekend? Exactly. It's exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just, just making sure my memory wasn't failing me again, because I, I don't know every team, but I do know a lot of teams. Yeah. And Arkansas Pine Bluff and Rice are not that different, you know, yeah. in that regard. And I, it just, we've seen it multiple times, not just that one where we faded Texas and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's just a situation where I think Texas is more of those. We trust the model, use the model in tighter ball games, but against these bad teams, I think we just lay the big number as long as it doesn't get too far away from the model prediction and just say, we're not going to win a ball, but we're going to win six out of 10, seven out of 10, something like that. And it'll be worth our while. So I'm going to leave a 20 there with Texas. That takes us to the total of the day. Uh, the one total that I talked about, if I were to give one out, this is the one I would give it out. Cousin Jared, I'm going to let you have this. 1 8 p.m. Central, Northern Illinois, Gonzaga. Gonzaga's laying 30 points. We've talked a lot about Gonzaga's issues this year. Um, turning the ball over, you know, not as good as they were in the past. Uh, Washington covered barely. Yeah, on Friday against them because of a last second <laughs> wide open dunk that they didn't care to defend. So we got the lucky cover there with Washington. Um, total this was 150.5. Sutherland says it should be about 158. So why also do you think that we should be on the over in this one? Well, what I would say is number one is Gonzaga hasn't scored more than 80 points in like three games. And so if they go four, that might be a record for the past yeah. few years with them, because that is, that is very abnormal. So uh, coming, you know, have, having a team like Northern Illinois coming into town, I think it's a great opportunity to fix that. And let's talk about our Northern Illinois Huskies for a minute, uh, because they have an issue and that issue is defense. They're not very good at it. Um, the, the first thing the, the, the added, the added issue is they play at a fast pace, which makes that even worse. Yes. It co- compounds that issue. Uh, <laughs> so they gave up 83 points to Illinois at, at Springfield. Um, whenever you're giving up 80 something points to <laughs> teams that have at in their name, that is not good. Uh, they yeah, I was like, up, I was like, Illinois, that's not bad. Oh, Illinois spring. Oh, oh. Illinois at Springfield. They also gave up 73 points to Purdue university Northwest. Uh, and they gave up 88 to Sam Houston. They gave up uh, 83 to Northern Iowa, 70 to Eastern Illinois, who was always oh, wow. a solid under yeah. team. Yeah. Eastern Illinois is a team that like is like pretty comfortable putting up like 46 points. <laughs> yeah, and they gave up 70 to them. And they gave up – their last game they played, they gave up 84 points to Idaho. And so Idaho ha- has been a team that sideline has been on quite a, a few times this season, uh, but scoring 84 points is not something that Idaho normally does. So the combination of Northern Illinois' uh, not good defense, you mentioned the tempo at which they like to play. Unfortunately, that's going to play right into Gonzaga's hands. They want to go up and down the court as fast as you possibly want to go. Uh, I think Gonzaga is going to get to about 90 in, in this game. So I think over 150 and a half, I, I think they'll, this game will blow past that. Because, uh, Jared, I, I hate to break it to you, but A, the model has underestimated the total for both of these teams. Oh, wow. And it projects Gonzaga to score 95 and a half. 
So I, I think I think we got a good chance to see a hundred here, uh, and and a score in the nineties for Gonzaga is what we're expecting yes. according to the model. Condition con- considering the pace that both teams play at, at Gonzaga's amazing offense and Northern Illinois' just absolutely terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga should be able to name their score in this one. Yep. All right, so you're going to go over 150 and a half for an official pick from you, which takes us to the must-see TV game of the day. Really only one to talk about in this one. Uh, it should be a good one. Out in the desert, Creighton versus Arizona State. Creighton is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. We're going to grab the three-and-a-half with Arizona State. It's an A-grade play on them. The model's uh, been pretty accurate with Creighton, underestimated Arizona State. Arizona State 7-3 and three against the spread this year. Creighton's covered a lot, too. Um, but this is a game that should be a fantastic, tight contest, and getting 3.5 makes a lot of sense. Um, Cousin Jared, what is your – the official pick, my official pick, I'm taking Arizona State plus 3.5. What's your take on this game? My take on this game is that sideline would say that there is quite a large edge on the under here. Uh, so sideline only makes the total for this one 135.8. Uh, you know, the, the books right now have the total about 140. So you would say that this is a place where you want to look at the under. I have been burned by Creighton one too many times this season playing their unders. They like to get up and down the court. Uh, they had, Sideline seems to have, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're just like super efficient and sideline can't uh, grab onto that. But Creighton has had more than a few games this season where sideline has said the total should be mid 130s, low 140s, something like that. And the game gets to upper 140s or 150s or, or something like that. So uh, I've been bit too many times. At, there is some point where I would go in at the under on this game. You know, is it 142? That That's the number that first comes to my mind. Um, if it got there, I think I would just play the under out of principle just because that is just a absolutely huge edge. And, you know, if somebody's up by 11 points late in the game, nobody has an incentive to score. There's not going to be any fouling or whatever. Uh, you know, you may have some team take a shot lock, clock violation because they're trying not to run up the score. Um, so if it got high enough, I think I'd take the under. But 140 is not the place where, where I would go at the under uh, for right now. Creighton uh, did not look very good against BYU the other night. I think Arizona State's a better team than BYU. Um, total, definitely some interesting thoughts there. Safe play, in my opinion. Take either plus odds uh, with Arizona State or grab the field goal and the hook. Uh, never a bad idea when you can do that. Which takes us to overtime the game right after that. Uh, so hopefully it won't be too late for us to uh, keep tabs on 1030 Central New Mexico laying three versus San Francisco total on this one, 153. So we're expecting some fireworks here. And sideline says this should be New Mexico minus 4.1 and gives New Mexico an A grade hanging on at minus three. Three and a half is definitely borderline. Once it gets to four, we drop it to a B grade. Um, but the model has uh, backed New Mexico seven of eight times. And New Mexico has still exceeded the model's expectations um six and one backing new mexico one and oh the one time that we have faded them been pretty spot on with san francisco cousin jared why do you like new mexico minus three I like New Mexico. Well, number one, I always like it when sideline tells me to back a really good team. You'll remember last week when I was on the show, I laid the 28 and a half or 29 points, whatever it was with Houston there and got an easy winner. So I just like it when sideline tells me that I should back good teams. I think New Mexico's really good. Uh, The thing with San Francisco is San Francisco can get up and down the court and score some points. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're pretty good offense. 
ironically enough, the only two losses they had this season were in the, when you look at their schedule, like clearly the two best offensive teams that they've played in, in Davidson and Utah State. Davidson put up 89 on them. Utah State put up 82. Uh, Utah State under the radar, undefeated and putting up eight ton mm. of points. Uh, they're an, an exciting team to, to watch. Just a little aside there. Anyway, San Francisco, they've had issues when they've played high scoring teams and uh, New Mexico qualifies as a good high scoring yeah. team. And I think this is going to be the exact same thing. Uh, when you, you, you know, the total, you see it there on the screen, there are 153, you know, three and a half points in a game where you expect this many points. I think New Mexico is quite a bit better than San Francisco, you know, four, four and a half. I, I know what sideline says, but, you know, I think you could go take, make this line a little bit higher and I would still be willing to lay the points with New Mexico. I think they may score close to, you know, 85 or 90 points in this game. And, uh, you know, it, it may not end up being that close. I, I think New Mexico is just a, a very good team in San Francisco when they play teams like this, this season just have, have not fared well. Yeah, Southern projects 80 to 76, but I'm like you, if it went over that, it wouldn't shock me. Um, You've got two fairly fast teams, two very average defenses, San Francisco, good offense, New Mexico, great offense. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of points in this one. And like you said, if San Francisco is going to struggle with teams that can score, New Mexico is that team. Um, And what San Francisco kind of can do to you is take you out of your comfortable game plan by speeding you up a little bit. Not going to be a problem for New Mexico. That's the exact type of game they want to play. And so at that point, when it's strength on strength, take the better team. And that's New Mexico here laying a relatively short number. Uh, My overtime pick for you people, 6 p.m. Central, an under-the-radar game, South Alabama minus 8.5 at Alabama A&M. Not very much home court advantage here for a team that's probably not going to attract a ton of fans here for a Monday night game. Short travel spot for South Alabama. Bottom line for me on this game is that the model's been pretty accurate on both of these teams and predicts that South Alabama on average wins by about 10 and a half. We got a good two points of value here. And here's the kicker. Sideline is 6-0 and backing South Alabama, 1-0 and fading them, 3-1 and backing Alabama A&M, 2-0 and fading them. That makes for a combined 12-1 and on these teams backing and fading. It's not really biased overall. It's just doing a really good job with both of these teams. I think South Alabama goes and wins by double digits, so I love laying the 8.5 in an under-the-radar game here for you in Alabama, which wraps us up. Cousin Jared. Any parting words for the people on their Monday watching of college basketball? It's 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 starting to feel like college basketball season. College football season's kind of wrapped up going into the bowl games. Now some holidays, you're gonna have a lot of time, you know, hopefully to watch college basketball. I know some people are just now getting to watch the games. It really feels like the season's kind of clicking and moving along here. And so that's always a good feeling. Before you know it, we'll have a lot of conference games. There'll be a lot of big games to talk about. Um, so hopefully you got a little ramp up period here over the holidays. And then once January hits, it's, it's full on college basketball season. We're like over a quarter of the way through the college basketball season already. Hey. I, 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 I thought that time was going to slow down after college football ended, but I guess that's not the case. It doesn't. It never, it never does. And then, and then once college basketball ends, then it's baseball season, right? So it, yeah. it, never, it never really does. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. Drop right to your feed. Back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.